0: Welcome to the More Attention, Less Deficit podcast. This is episode 107, The Crucial Difference Between Facts and Opinions. Both facts and opinions are important to making good decisions, but sometimes they get confused and bad decisions result. This is especially relevant for the topic of ADHD that tends to attract too many opinions that are based on too few facts. The book, More Attention, Less Deficit, Success Strategies for Adults with ADHD, is available at addwarehouse.com and pretty much everywhere else. I'm psychologist Dr. Ari Tuckman, author of More Attention, Less Deficit and Integrative Treatment for Adult ADHD and Understand Your Brain, Get More Done, the ADHD Executive Functions Workbook. For more information about the books, archives of this podcast, links to past presentations, handouts, and information about upcoming teleclasses and presentations, check out adultadhdbook.com. As you probably already know, ADHD is a topic that evokes a lot of opinions. I won't give any examples because, you know, let's face it, you already know lots of examples. I don't need to add any to that list. So, people are going to have opinions about things. Good. Good. I have lots of opinions, too, so I'm not going to imply that there's a problem with having opinions. We all have a right to have opinions, and they can be an important part of good decision-making. Where things get messy, though, is when people confuse facts with opinions. This is mostly when they believe that their opinions are facts, but it can also come up when they believe that facts are really just other people's opinions. So in this podcast, we're going to talk about the difference between facts and opinions with a goal of coming to good decisions and by using both of them in the best way possible. So that's the real topic of this podcast, making good decisions. Related to that is how to deal with other people's facts and opinions so that you can possibly help them make better decisions or at least make a good choice about how much you let their decision-making process influence yours. Let's start out with some definitions. Facts are objectively verifiable pieces of information. This could be things that science or research has told us, such as that several genes have been found to be linked to ADHD. It could also be other pieces of information that can be verified, such as that a person did or did not call the plumber yesterday. We can check the information and determine whether it is a true statement or not. By contrast, opinions are personal beliefs. They're positions that someone holds based on their personal preferences and their interpretation of those facts. So, for example, someone may have the opinion that people with ADHD should get accommodations at school or that they shouldn't. We, can, we can't exactly whip out a ruler and measure something to decide whether people with ADHD should get accommodations. We can throw lots of facts into the debate, such as that students with ADHD who receive accommodations are, you know, X percent more likely to graduate high school, or that accommodations cost, you know, Y dollars per student. These facts will inform the discussion of whether students should receive accommodations, whether it's worth it, etc. cetera. But facts aren't as cut and dried as we like to think because people with different opinions have different sets of facts to justify their position and give different amounts of weight to the facts that support their opinion. Now, we all do this. It's a normal part of debate and negotiation to appeal to different sets of facts. So someone who supports accommodations, for example, will focus on the increased graduation rate or even the benefits to the economy overall of having fewer high school dropouts. Meanwhile, someone who doesn't support accommodations will talk about the additional cost to the school system, and perhaps that that money can be better spent elsewhere, and use different facts about those benefits. But regardless of what position someone takes, we can probably all agree that good decisions are based on good information. Unless it's a very simple question like, how long is this piece of wood? Good decisions are based in facts, but guided by opinions. So for example, questions like, should people with ADHD get accommodations at school? Should people with ADHD take medication? Is it reasonable to expect a romantic partner to give you reminders? There are obviously lots of facts that we can apply to these questions, but the answer we come to will be highly influenced by our our personal opinions. So take the question of medication you know, something that people tend to have a lot of opinions about. Um, The fact that someone uses uh, or the facts that someone uses may be highly influenced by their opinions about personal responsibility, the acceptability of taking medication, willingness to take risks and tolerate medication side effects, and even perhaps their belief of whether someone has the right to expect better from their life. So this can get pretty deep. So if good decisions are based in good information, then bad decisions are obviously based in bad information. One way that this happens is when a person has an incorrect fact, such as that, let's say, ADHD medication is addictive even when taken at normally prescribed doses, which, you know, science has found to be not the case. So this is this is simply an incorrect statement. So If someone is trying to decide whether to try medication, this incorrect fact will probably have a negative effect on that decision. Now, this might be an easy thing to fix, you know, if they're willing to hear from an expert or some reputable source that this is simply not true or, at best, is a large overstatement. Well, so far, so good. But where things get messy is when people confuse facts and opinions. When it comes to ADHD, it's kind of a good news, bad news scenario in that, you know, the good news is there's a lot of good, accurate information out there. The bad news is that there's still too much inaccurate or outdated information out there too. So, You know, for example, um, I had a client recently tell me that her family doctor told her that ADHD is overdiagnosed and therefore just dismissed it when she brought it up. Now, unfortunately, the problem here is that he believes his opinion of ADHD overdiagnosis to be a fact. When research tells us that, you know, at least for adults, ADHD is vastly underdiagnosed. And because she's an adult, this is the group that's relevant to look at. So he believes his opinion is actually a fact, and he made the decision to dismiss her concerns about having ADHD. Now, of course, there's another error in logic he made here, which is that even if ADHD is overdiagnosed, that doesn't necessarily tell us anything about whether this one specific person has ADHD. So overdiagnosis might be a good reason to be cautious about making the diagnosis since, you know, the pendulum perhaps has swung too far one way. But that still doesn't make it a good idea to swing the pendulum entirely to the other extreme, you know, that the solution to overdiagnosis is to deny everyone the diagnosis. Now, one of the ways that people confuse facts and opinions is that they aren't sufficiently aware of the deeper beliefs that underlie their opinions. So as a result, they hold on to their opinions as facts, even in the face of contradictory facts. For example, if someone has ADHD but refuses to get treatment because deep down, they believe that there's something inherently flawed about them, and they therefore deserve their struggles and difficulties. They may not be fully aware of this, or they may not be willing to admit it, but will instead cite inaccurate facts about the ineffectiveness of treatment or overstate the risks and side effects. Of course, if these inaccurate facts were actually accurate, then it would be a more reasonable position to not try treatment, let's say. And because these deeper beliefs are driving their position, they'll also fight like hell to hold on to it, because otherwise they'll need to face and admit to the deeper and probably more painful feelings that are driving those opinions. Now, this isn't to say that everyone who holds on to an inaccurate position has deep issues. I mean, they, they might, but we all have certain positions that are based on deeper beliefs, that we aren't necessarily fully aware of. This is what underlies the different positions held by different political parties, for example. So they differ in some of their fundamental beliefs about life or about the individual or about society. So they come to different political positions and use different facts to bolster those positions. When you're faced with someone who is using inaccurate facts to justify their position, whether about ADHD or otherwise, you have several options. So if you feel that they're open to new information, you can try correcting their facts. This is a pretty simple situation and you're kind of lucky to find it. For me, the most common example of this is the clients who come into my office and are hesitant to try ADHD medication. So once I correct some of their facts, they're often more willing to at least consider trying medication You know, if it's relevant to their situation. A more complex situation arises when someone isn't willing to have their facts easily corrected because their deeper beliefs need those particular facts to justify those beliefs. So again, using the example of the client who is hesitant about trying medication, someone may have the belief that medication is somehow cheating and that hard work is all that's necessary for success. As we discuss it, they may see that they have been working hard and can't really work any harder. We may also talk about how even with medication, they still have to work hard, but that their efforts may be more effective. We may even talk about all the different ways that untreated ADHD is making their life harder and how it doesn't need to be that way. By putting all of these facts together in one conversation, this person may change their opinion about medication or whatever the topic might be. So these are the situations where someone is at least somewhat open to new facts and opinions. This obviously isn't always the case. So you will also encounter people who, are, who will stubbornly hold on to their opinions, even in the face of contradictory facts. It may be that they just have different deep beliefs than you, and it will be really hard to find common ground. In other cases, the person does have some deeper beliefs, um, but that they're not discussing them and will instead focus on discounting or ignoring the facts that you present. So you can try to get at those deeper beliefs rather than just hammering them with more facts that won't stick and won't change their opinion. Um, And this may work. But only if, the person is, only if the person is willing to go there. And if they're not, it may just be best to move on. Some people are just not to be convinced. But if you feel like you have good facts and have tried to understand it from, them, from their perspective, then don't let their stubbornness undermine the strength of your beliefs. Sometimes it's better just to be sort of strong in your own beliefs and move on to to better things. In other news, the big conference season in the fall is over, but there's still some good stuff coming up, including a multi-week teleclass series on ADHD, sex, and relationships that I'll be doing starting on March 4th and kind of running through the month of March. With the always fabulous Linda Rogley from AD Diva, as well as sexologist Jill McDevitt, a local Westchester girl. Uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. I'm definitely looking forward to it. We're going to talk about how ADHD affects relationships and a couple's sex life and how to make all of it better. So definitely a worthwhile topic that doesn't get enough uh play here. So uh, plus a bunch of other good stuff is coming up. So check out the presentations page at adultadhdbook.com. This is brand new, just breaking first place I'm announcing it. I think first place anybody's announcing it. So if you go to the website too soon, you're not going to see any information on it. But um, I'll I'll talk about a little bit more in my next podcast. And then it will hopefully be live and official. So um, a little bit of patience, but hopefully it's worth it. Until next time, thanks for lending me your attention.